Welcome to another episode of the Struggling Hunters, episode 94. You got Eric over there in Colorado. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Trying to give you a little bit of screen time there. You got then me, Joe. I'm over here in Utah. Um, uh, like I said, welcome to another episode. Trying to get in the swing of this podcast going today. Uh, if you haven't listened to us this far, uh, this is your first time. We appreciate you tuning in. And if you have been listening to us, uh, double appreciate you listening to us. It's, uh, I feel like we have some decent advice some days and some days we don't. And, uh, I think you can walk away with something and some days you won't. Um, but no matter what, how you look at it, it's probably time. Well, it is time well spent and, uh, we do value, value your time. And, uh, we, just appreciate you giving us a listen. And if you, if you have been following along, you know, we've been talking about, uh, uh, an article out of a, about bow hunting elk. And, uh, last week was, uh, set up in front, meaning setting up in front of, a of a tree or something, you know, don't, you, know, you always get lost with your, I guess trying to camouflage yourself and you hide behind a bush. And then when the elk or whatever is coming in, in on you, you got to try to step around that bush to, to uh, make a shot. So you're moving more than you have to, but you know, if you sit up in front of a, in front of the bush or the tree and just hold still, that's usually enough to hold still and move when the elk ain't looking at you. It's usually enough to be able to, to give you the opportunity to, to take the elk. So that was a, that was the last week's topic. And this week we're discussing hunting midday. Um, and I guess with that, we'll kind of just dive right into, <laughs> into today's talk or speech. You want, what do we call these podcasts? Yeah, I guess you could call it a podcast. Some days it's a podcast, some days it's a it's a nightmare. But uh <laughs> with that said though, well uh yeah, let me just take it over. So doing doing uh hunt during the midday, this is something that I was kind of trained as a young guy uh from whenever we started hunting, you know, hunting in the morning, hunting in the afternoon. And uh I think for deer it's it, it's really uh Well, let me take that back a little bit because I think, I think, uh, I think it holds a lot of value doing hunting in the morning, hunting in the afternoon. Uh, but the last couple of years or so, we've been doing more hunting all day long, kind of kind of hunts, just trying to stay out there as long as we can. And uh, the way I, I guess, I've kind of broke it down in in my own way, and I think Joe kind of has too, is. We only have so many days of hunting to do, so just work hard and just hunt all day long. So I try to get out there in the mornings and try to uh, just stay out all day long if I can. Um, I know 
a couple years back when me and Joe were hunting together, I had my father-in-law with me and, uh, while he was with us, we kind of, we kind of went back to camp during the midday or whatever, but, but it worked out fine. Um, well, I, it didn't, I guess, cause we didn't get nothing, but, um, but I know most of the time when we're together, we try to just pretty much hunt all day. I mean, we might head back to camp to get a quick bite to eat and maybe come up with a new game plan, whatever it is, but try to just hunt all day long. Uh, the, the advantage to midday hunts and what the article kind of roughly talks about and Joe can come in and, and, uh, cut me off at any point, but, uh, what it roughly talks about is, is, uh, when most people are going back to camp for their lunch or a nap or whatever they, um, whatever their reason is for going back to camp is, uh, sometimes the activity kind of kicks back up again and you can get, uh, a, a bull to a bull elk to to jump back up and move around maybe go get a drink at a watering hole or whatever um, right well that was like the one thing i kind of liked that the article pointed out that you know you kind of <laughs> see i'm gonna get all philosophical in a little bit maybe go a little deep or as deep as i can go but uh or i as i comprehend i guess i should say <laughs> but there's always information that's out there and you're always trying to interpret the information and that the, how the elk live to better your odds of, uh, of harvesting. And this article, you know, I think one of the things that's trying to drive, drive home is one, like Eric was saying, you know, we only get so many days to hunt. So you got to take advantage of that. And, you know, Yes, you know, the elk maybe not be as active as you think during midday, but the article went in to say that, like, uh, you know, elk are going to rut through the night. And so, yeah, they're going to be tired in the morning. So they probably are trying to transition from where they're at to get to back to their bedroom um, in the morning when you're up. And so that's kind of, you know, trying to comprehend that, too, is, you know, like, yeah, just because it's night and you're sleeping doesn't mean the elk are sleeping, too. So the elk makes his way, you know, and when you're heading out to go hunt, he's going to try to find bedtime or find his bed and go lay down and put his, his harem to bed. And so he goes and lays down, you know, I don't know what, what time really that's going to be, but being that the article is entitled hunt midday. So he goes down and lays down and he gets rested up Well, probably, you know, how much he's worked up it may not take him all that long to get rested. And then you go in there and find out, you know, that this particular article said he likes to find a good water hole and go downwind and, and start bugling, which makes sense. You know, so he's rested up and he felt now he's filling his oats. He might have a little bit of a full belly and now he's ready to go. And you come in there and say, Hey, I'm trying to find your, find you or out, you know, whatever you're saying to him and he's ready to go. And so his batteries are charged. He's feeling good. And, you know, I, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. You know, kind of looked at this article, which is kind of interesting. You know, uh, whenever I was hunting this last year during, during the rut, actually uh, almost every day I would hear mid, it was kind of more like later morning, midday, I should say, but um I would hear like a bugle, like one bugle 
and uh most of the time what 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 started it off was i'd hear like a cow call and then i'd hear a bugle afterwards and uh there's a few days that i tried to play it and i'd bugle i never could get nothing going um i don't know if i i i assumed that it was kind of a locator call like hey i'm up here you know oh get up here or whatever but um but i say that because it is kind of true it was it was like midday almost every day um i would hear that one cow call and and a bugle right then it would kind of shut off but and then my last day that's whenever i got into my activity last year uh where i released my arrow and missed <laughs> uh but it was it was midday though it was it was past the morning hunt and and midday and and uh so yeah there's definitely you know anybody that might think that there's no activity in the middle of the day i there's activity and and the advantage kind of goes to you if you want to stay out there um because most everybody else is is back at camp you know i mean and uh so it kind of works out for you and i'll I'll say uh you know i think especially public land hunting obviously that's the thing is you're you're just trying to play the games and like trying to you're almost trying to figure out what other people are doing what their activity level is so you can kind of dictate what your activity level is going to be as far as you know most of the time around 10 11 o'clock you hear you start hearing four wheelers and vehicles you know right. down through the canyons or whatever um you know and it sounds like they're taking off to probably go back to camp or whatever the case may be and uh i'm sure elk hear that you know they hear the same thing and they're like ah everybody's gone and uh <laughs> right well i can start moving so I mean, another way too to kind of look at that is like hunt midday and you know it's, you're you got to be in shape but like where i'm getting that is it might take you till midday to get to where you even want to hunt. You know, that's another way to look at it too. You know, like, yeah, you know, you're still getting up early, but you may not be getting into his bedroom till midday. Oh yeah. For the, like how far you're walking or whatnot. Yeah. Like, correct. How, how deep deep you're getting in the woods. Right. And you know, um, I try not to do it. Like there, there's a lot of emotions that go through a hunting season for me and, and like full transparency. Um, you know, the first couple of days I'm just excited, raring to go. And, uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to, you know, how, what, what my fatigue level is or anything. Cause I just want to go, go, go. But, uh, you know, day after day of disappointment and not seeing much or whatever the case may be, it starts to wear on you a little bit and next thing you know uh fatigue starts kicking in or whatnot and and hunting the midday can work for you you know if if there's that one day that you're like i just need a little bit of recovery time and sleep in for a few hours i mean the thing is is i guess what i'm saying there is is don't think that like your your whole day is messed up because you slept in like just hunt that midday really hard and right well and, uh, and like, you know, like a, the key thing there too is kind of how this article is saying is, you know, understanding where the elk are going to be. Like, that's something that, that I'm still trying to comprehend myself. Like in the article, 
it says, you know, the elk have been up all night. So he's trying to go find bedding, you know? And so now that turns into, okay, what does bedding look like? You know, well, if you, some of the people out there you listen to like Randy Newberg, you know, like the elk like to be on 20, no less than, or more high of a 25% grade on a North facing slope in the pines, you know? So, you know, there's that whole different, different thing. You got to comprehend where to even look. Cause you know, like I'll say, I'll admit it too. full transparency is that I still do it, but you know, I'm trying to get better at it. And I feel like I am, but back in the day, you know, like I just, now here's a hillside. It's probably, you know, like for example, case in point, uh, three years ago, I took off hiking down a South facing slope and about heat stroke myself climbing out of there, you know? And so like what elk, and it's not like I was in the timber or nothing. I was in scrub Oak. And it's like, what elk's really going to be in this area? And and the whole time. And honestly, the whole time I was hiking, I can hear on the North facing slope and elk going off and elk bugling. And it was far enough away from me that I was like, there's no way I'm getting over there. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's so, you know, and the story is, what did I learn? That, well, this seems like the elk are on the north-facing slopes. <laughs> it's cooler, you know, like this This was midday. And I turned around and started coming out. And like I said, about heat stroke and gave up. <laughs> well, you kind of hit a few points on that too, is, uh, is trying to, trying to uh one of the hardest parts of of hunting for your week or whatever you know what uh, well so archery i think most places in archery they give you almost a month give or take uh so archery is kind of nice for that reason because you have that time but uh but like for rifle seasons especially in colorado um, I'm not sure. Utah's not too bad. They kind of give you a little bit of time, don't they? About nine days. Oh, is it just nine days for rifle? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about what Colorado is too. But um, I know Idaho back in the day. I mean, it was like a month long for for elk and month yeah. long for deer. So it was nice because I mean, you just had all that time, and the guys that did their homework or got really lucky would get their deer or elk in the first week. Right. And then, you know, but like the thing is, is it the opening day was maybe a pain because there is hunters everywhere, but then like through the season, it kind of got less and less. And less. I, I liked it, but it was also what I grew up with. So I just, I guess I was used to it or whatever, but, um, but in Colorado and Utah and other places, they, yeah, they give you nine days for, for an elk hunt. And it's like, man, you know, you're, I mean, you're, sometimes eight to nine days, I should say, but you're hustling for that, you know, trying to get the advantage and. Right. And that's, that's like, you know, gain that advantage. Like you said, like these articles, uh, you know, like we've been going over the last two months, you know, Fred bears, 10 commandments. And, and this one, like these 10 points for bow hunting elk, like there's things that they, they make some excellent points and I think they'll make you successful, but just trying to incorporate them, changing yourself to rely on these points, you know, they'll, they'll make you become successful. 
it's just re rerouting your brain to understand that you got to change, you know, yeah, well, the midday hunt, I mean, going back to the, the, uh, midday hunts, I want to say, I heard that theory. I think me and you talked about it or so, or I might've even believe- heard it from you, but it was either from born and raised or hushing guys. One of the two, I can't remember, but I remember they're the ones that kind of brought it up uh, in, in a, in a hunting video or something about hunting mid midday. As a matter of fact, I want to say it was a uh, hushing guys. Cause they said, they said something about we've killed, or I've heard, I saw them in a video and they said, we've killed most of our elk between uh, 10 o'clock and two o'clock or something like that. And uh, anyways, I say that because that's my whole life. It was always hunt morning time hunt evening time right and uh and then you know hearing that a couple years ago it's like oh okay yeah that makes sense you know what why haven't i always hunted midday so (laughs) um i i know as a kid you know i think some of that was driven home from like your mentors my mentors right um because as a kid i was like i love this hunting stuff i just want to be out here hunting all day but you know my uncle my dad my whoever was my mentor would be like, ah, let's go back for, for the afternoon or whatever, you know, and get back to camp or, uh, so then I got used to that, you know, I just like, Oh, this is how it works. But now, now it, it I feel like the game has changed and, and it's, uh, it's just work to try to hunt all day. I mean, the thing is, is if you're in a rifle hunt, in the, in these areas and you only got nine days, it's worth trying to just hunt all day long anyway. And your, your season, your day is shorter than archery. Archery gets kind of tiring. Cause you're going from like, what, what is it? Like seven or six thirty seven in the morning to like yeah. eight so o'clock like at night or something like that. I mean, nine going, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. Archery gets a little tiring, but I love it though. Right. And I will say, like, I know that archery's gotten more popular, and I, every year there's more and more archers out there. But I don't think it's still quite as popular as rifle. Um, my sample size. Well, there's. I I say that I say this, and then there's there's a couple things though. With archery, you don't hear the shots, right? Right. But, uh, but I didn't really run into a lot of people during archery, but during, during my, uh, my deer hunt this last year, the, the, I mean, the shots that went off, uh, it was just, it was crazy how many shots would go off throughout the day. Um, but also the traffic though, there was a ton of traffic and I was hunting in two different areas. So that might've been part of it, but, uh, but I know like during my archery season, I just felt like I, I would see people here and there or whatever, but I didn't see like comparing to past rifle seasons. I didn't see people the way that I seen people during rifle season, which made me think I'm like, well, I know archery is getting more popular, but I don't, I don't think it's quite as crowded as rifle season still to this day. Right. Well, there's a big learning curve to rifle or to archery too. <clears throat> you know, so as far as I feel like getting off the, the main trail, getting deeper in the woods, you know, so it's, you know, it's, you might 
be, I think there's more people doing it, but I don't know how much they're willing to, to really get all that deep and really go out all that often too. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just blowing smoke. I'm trying to sound intelligent. I don't really have anything to back anything. I, 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 I think that you, uh, you have a point. I feel like a lot of people, I don't know. I mean, one of my, one of my secrets is, is, uh, not really a secret, but I try to go where it's kind of rougher country, thicker country. I don't see a lot of people back in there. I mean, it's just kind of the facts. Um, get start getting closer to the road. All of a sudden you're seeing more people driving around, maybe seeing more people in the woods. Cause they're, you know, they're not too far away from the, from the road. So yeah, I think a lot of people like to try to stay close to their, their vehicle, four wheeler, whatever. Um, right. Uh, which I, I mean, it makes sense why they would, but, um, I do feel like uh, uh, the further out you get, the less people you run into, the less the less people pressure that you have. Right. And it might actually help because they're actually, everybody that's over on the road, driving up and down the roads, trying to find their success, they're actually helping push animals toward you in the middle of the woods to a right. point. So, um, I don't know. It'd be nice if you could find that happy medium. I wish I wish that uh, I wish there was enough enough room for to just uh, have like a whole area to yourself or something, you know, because yeah. this last year. Uh, I'd be I'd be in in a canyon or a draw. It was just amazing how long I could hear a four wheeler, you know, and I'm like, right. And I've said it before on this podcast, but those animals, they know exactly how they know what's going on. Everything has been pretty dead and quiet for, for the whole summer or whatever. And then, and then all of a sudden it sounds like a freeway up there. I mean, they're like, yeah, something's going on this week. Right. They probably, I'm, I'm sure they get a little more cautious and, you know, start getting harder to find true yeah well yeah they know when when things change they're not stupid they want to survive too you know they pay attention to the the natural mother nature laws of predators and then paying attention to man laws too of when more activity is is prevalent yeah yeah maybe one day we'll Buy a big old ranch or something. <laughs> One day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you're excused. <laughs> um. Well, with that said, I think we've kind of beat midday hunts. Yeah. Uh, to death, but yeah, I think it's definitely a good, a good hot tip though is midday hunts. I I definitely believe in them. Um, I've had some success with midday hunts. So, um, maybe not taking the animal, but, uh, definitely having, activity. Activity, having some activity and 
and uh, yeah. hearing activity in the midday. So, so I definitely believe in it. So I think it's a nice, nice tip for number nine on the uh, hunting, hunting, uh, bow elk hunting tips. Yeah. But bow hunting elk tips. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I guess we can, is there any closers that you got? No, I, you know, I guess just closing, trying to remember to keeping, keeping, remember to trying to understand elk and their habits and, and uh, retaining these little nuggets that seem to come across hunting midday and finding those water holes and calling beneath those water holes. I think that's some, something to try to retain. And that's what I got. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, those are some good ones, Joe. I thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I have a couple closers and you could jump in on, on, uh, any one of them. Um, I've said it maybe a couple times on the podcast. I think I've said it before, but I'm a little bummed out this week. Uh, old Tom Brady, uh, been a fan of his for, well, since, you know, since he pretty much got in the league and, uh, Long story short, he's retiring. Uh, no more football for the guy. So, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It, it's one of those things where it's it's hard to be, like, too bummed out about because it's like, man, I've had the guy for probably seven, eight more years than most other quarterbacks in the True. world. I was going to say it's one of those things you got to uh, – you got to watch – you got to grow up watching him play fo- play football and then – you got to watch football with him and your son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah, you're exactly right. I, I got to be a fan of his before my, before my boy. And then, and then uh, yeah, you know, my boy is always like, Oh, Tom Brady, you know, you ask him who his favorite football player is. He's always like, Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> so, which I think a lot of it was due to me. I think it was a little influenced on my side, but, but uh yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him to, uh, um, you know, I, I just hope that he can afford life after football. I mean, you know, it's probably going to see some tough times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he might have to sell his yacht. He might have to sell his yacht. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be rough for him, you know, but, um, I don't know, you know, getting to retire at 44. I can only imagine how tough that is. Um, <laughs> but now, you know, all jokes aside, it's, uh, uh, I guess the, the only thing that bums that kind of is a bummer is I was hoping for, a for more of a, like, yeah, this is my last year, but I could see where that would get a little, little get in the way of the sport, you know, like, right. Everybody asking questions on it. Yeah, yeah, that would be everybody's every game. He'd probably have to answer a bunch of questions on it, and you know, it, it probably would have affected his play. But hey, man, guy's been to how many has it been to ten, ten oh, Super really? Bowls, one seven of them. Huh? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Ten Super Bowls, one seven of them. I mean, can't ask for a better career than that. No. So, no. so yeah, I don't know, man. It was it's been fun. It's been fun to watch his career and, and cheer for him. You know, I, I I was a little little um 
little, uh, whenever he moved to Tampa, I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, like <laughs> I'm a Patriot fan, but <laughs> like my, you know, Brady, Brady's like, I mean, I've been cheering for this guy for 20 years or whatever, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And then I found myself just going for Tampa Bay and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, what is this? But uh, it's been fun. It's been fun watching his career. And I just, yeah, it's it's good. I, I know it's time for him to retire and and everything, but um man, he broke you know, he did he had such a good year this year, like as far as stats oh, go. Really? Probably probably one of his better years. I I, I don't know mm-hmm. f- for sure what those numbers are, but but he had like one of his better years, and I'm like, Man, you you're kind of retiring on top. Like I mean, he was up for M- I don't know if he ended up getting MVP or not, but he was up for MVP. Huh. Um so, you know, I mean, yeah, 44 years old and still doing it. So I was kind of hoping he would at least do one more year, but but it's in for him. So, huh, that's good, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like he's still healthy, too. Well, who knows, really? But yeah, well, uh, you know, honestly, I think he's probably for him for, as a fan. It's probably, you know, it kind of sucks to see him quit. But for him, uh it's, it's great. I mean, he, you know, I, it's hard to say if there is some, maybe some injuries or maybe the healing's taking a little longer to heal, you know, um, I can only imagine. I mean, we go play football, play catch for a few rounds and we're sore for like a week. You know, I can only imagine what he feels like playing against professional athletes after a game. Right. Uh, but or or even like the first day of hunt season, you're like, oh man, should have worked out a little more this year. <laughs> I've been there anyway. Um, yeah. Waking up the next morning, legs are all sore. And um, but anyway, right. what, what I'm trying to get at is, uh, um, I don't know, maybe yeah. I I think he quit pretty healthy. I, th- I mean, he's in, you know pretty good shape. That TB12 program that he kind of created and, and or him and. Uh, his his dude that created it together whatever it's the whole health program uh i don't know if you know much about it joe but no i don't uh anyways i think that's what it really did help him uh make a longer career um but with yeah i anyways point is is sucks to see him go but i'm but i'm happy for him and and uh yeah on the on the better and bigger things, I guess. So, uh, that was kind of, I know that's outside of the hunting realm, but I like to throw in sports every once in a while and, and, uh, talk about that in the podcast. We don't do it all that often, but I like to throw it in every once in a while. And then as we were talking and we were talking about midday and fatigue and everything, I wanted to bring this up. It kind of popped in my head. Um, I've been, I've been working out fairly consistency consistent consistency uh anyways i've been working out fairly consistent uh well pretty much since the beginning of the year you know doing the whole resolution thing i guess you could say (laughs) i i tried to not look at it that way but i but i got inspired after you know i'm like ah you know what 2022 is is my year it's time to get after it (laughs) anyways i bring all that up because uh i've been working out pretty consistently but um, but I haven't been really working on my diet too much. And so, uh, 
what I'm trying to say is I'm I'm trying to get in, you know, trying to get an early start on on getting in the best elk shape I can for for this next coming hunt season and stuff. And so uh here here after this week, I pretty much have a have about a 10 week uh program in front of me that uh I'm gonna really work on my diet and everything and I'll try to make updates about it and everything. But uh, I just kind of started working out and not really worrying about the diet side so much. Uh, that was just my way. I mean, I probably should have. But the one thing is whenever you're working out all the time and you're like, man, you know what? If I if I was on a better diet, I'd probably have a little more better results or quicker results. Um, it kind of makes you want to get to that point. But I, I just didn't want to do both at the same time, you know, start working out a lot and, and uh, dieting at the same time because – try to try to change the world all in one day, usually give up the next day. So um, I just was trying to slowly kind of start stagger, start them, you know, start off with the working out and then work on the diet later. So, right. Anyways, that's where I'm at right now. So like I said, I'll probably uh, in the future be going over some of the results or how I feel or whatever. And, and, uh, especially whenever I start dialing in the diet, cause, uh, I know, well, I guess it's been a little over a month or whatnot, or right at a month, I guess. And, uh, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty strong and feeling pretty good that way, but I could tell that like, not really caring about my diet. There's, I, I could feel better, I guess is what I'm right. saying. If I had a better diet. So makes sense. So, you are what uh, you eat. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just a donut. <laughs> but uh anyways, that was my closer. I probably went on a little long about the working out or probably dragged it out a little too long. But um with that said, guys, thanks for listening to this point. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Um with that said, guys, uh like, subscribe, share, do the whole thing. This is the Struggling Hunters. We'll see you in the next one. We're out. Bye.